Hi there, I'm Jolyn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jolyn. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, Jolyn. Okay, uh, Phil, our first question is from Patricia in New York. Is this a good time to switch to a high-risk account? Yeah. So, you know, parlaying on on last week's two for Tuesday question, which talked about being in a bubble or potentially being in a bubble, that does take a lot of time to manifest, obviously. And you do have these extreme run ups and you go parabolically upwards in bubble time periods, which, you know, look, if we're at the start of a bubble, if we're in a bubble, this is going to get more bubblicious, if that's a word, uh, before we, we get there. Is this the time to press your bets and go extremely aggressive? Not at all. In fact, I think, you know, true contrarian to our nature, uh, at, at our firm, we're actually taking a look at the opposite way uh, and making people more conservative right now. I think that that's where you really have to start, again, pruning your gains, rebalancing your portfolios, buying some of last year's losers, which, by the way, have turned into this year's winners uh, already. It's, it's tough to judge, you know, not even done with the first month, but that's typically what we see. So I would not be buying uh, the groups of yesteryear that had such a terrific run, whether it's big tech, and you're actually seeing that in performance with value kind of leading a small cap and mid cap as well out of the chute. Emerging markets having a great uh, time as well outperforming the U.S. thus far. So no, now is not a time to press the bets, not a time to get more aggressive. I know it feels good. I know everyone's making money at this time. And, you know, when you're hearing uh, things uh, that people are finding stock tips uh, on Reddit, um, you know, it's like uh, Joe Kennedy with the old shoe shine boy. Um, he went to get his sh- shoes shined and uh, they gave him a stock tip. And he said, well, you know, I'm going to sell all my stocks because the shoe shine kid gave me a stock tip. We're not getting our slippers shined. We're not getting our flip flop shined. Um, and we don't have that human interaction. But you are seeing websites like the Reddits of the world uh, and uh, YouTube even uh, becoming the place where people are going to for stock tips. So now is not the time to become more aggressive. In fact, I, I take the opposite on that. There's actually a really good saying too, and I just want to add one thing. Sentiment follows price, right? As as price just goes up and up and up, everybody just wants to get more aggressive and it's almost this manifestation and that's why you have inflows into the markets and things continue to go up until they don't. So. Yeah, and look, it takes some time, right? I mean, we, we know what we're in. We've seen this before. Uh, we're often early, right? We, you know, we, we know that, you know, one of our things is we're, we tend to be early on trends, uh, but this is, is something to watch and to be on guard against short term, look, longer term, uh, you know, the, the prospects, especially with this, uh, three, four, five, six, six trillion now into the economy, whatever the number is today, uh, will make stocks eventually go higher. Um, but you gotta be on guard. Good point, Michael. Okay. Next question, Mike, is from John in Oklahoma. Why are my bonds losing money? Well, that's a really good question, and it kind of like parlays into the last question to a degree. Um, 
And I think one of the reasons why you're seeing this kind of like melt up in stocks is the fact that you're seeing this uptick in interest rates. Now, we've talked for a while about how we thought one of the easiest things to call throughout the entirety of 2021 was going to be an uptick in inflation. Uh, In the last video, or one of our most recent videos, we talked about inflation running hot, and we actually said that we thought that we could see somewhere north of a 2.5% CPI print as of this summer. It's probably going to be a little bit over 3%, actually, if you take a in-depth look and really review the numbers in terms of where things are going based on the price of oil, agriculture. And at the end of the day, bond prices and bond yields are really a reflection of what the long-term rate of economic growth is going to be in the U.S. economy and inflation. And with inflation rising, interest rates are going up. The 10-year treasury bottomed at about six-tenths of a percent, or not bottomed, but over the summer, it was about six-tenths of a percent, and that's where it stabilized. And it's gotten up to almost 1.15%. Uh, As of today, it's about 1.11. So as interest rates rise, bonds have an inverse correlation to interest rates. And duration matters too in this. So sorry to get a little bit technical. The longer the maturity is on your bond, the more sensitivity you have to fluctuations in interest rates. So with our individual bond portfolio, we are very anchored, very short term in terms of the duration of our portfolio, trying to clip coupons, make a little bit of money here and there because we forecast that – At the end of the day, it's probably going to be a very difficult year for the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index, which is the benchmark for bonds throughout the course of the investment universe. And it really does seem like if inflation does run a little bit hot here, we could see modestly rising rates, which again, is not necessarily a long-term bad thing um, for the markets and the economy if things run a little bit hot for a little while, given the circumstances that we're seeing. One of the biggest negative aspects of how that kind of filters out could be at the end of the day if the Fed has to tighten too quickly, too early because inflation is too hot. So if you're able to generate some type of a positive rate of return in bonds right now this year, that's going to be a good thing because with rising interest rates, that's very much a headwind to bond investors. You know, Mike, excellent points. And if you look at last year's return on the ag, you know, uh, what was last year's return on the ag? Uh, I'd have to look at. Uh, it's like seven, seven or eight percent, right? Yeah, it was around um, seven. Yeah, so <laughs> I forget these things quickly. Yeah, and this year, um, you know, if, if you look at that return, and th- and this year maybe you lose, you know, down year to date, you're down one. What do you lose? Maybe you go down one and a half percent on the ag this year. Did you go down two? Not really, but if you go down one and a half, and you have last year's seven percent return, and you, you get your coupon. Divide that by two years and you're talking really average historical returns, right? So, you know, maybe we see a little bit worse. Maybe that 10-year goes to a buck 50 we predicted at the, at the you know, at the, at the highest point. Maybe it goes a little bit higher. But you got to have those bonds in the portfolio for when stocks zag, right? Yeah. You know, bonds zig, stocks zag, vice versa. You got to have that store of value. And, um, you know, it's extremely liquid. Uh, that's providing good yields. But you, to your point about commodity prices, God, you look at corn up 7%. Um, a lot of the commodities complex just moving substantially, showing you know inflation is going to run hot for quite some time. Um, but I think you got to look at this in a, in a mid to longer term context uh, that you got to hold bonds for rainy day funds because nothing works like a bond in times of duress. 
Yeah, and at the end of the day, if you have another month, month like March of 2020, not saying that we're going to have one right now, but at some point you're going to see declines in the market and sentiment will shift and then people will be happy to have certain segments of bonds in their portfolio. So it's all that long-term balance that you have to maintain in terms of your risk tolerance in your portfolios. And to one other thing really quick to add, what you said before about the return on the ag last year and the price – most of the return for the ag last year was because interest rates went down. It wasn't necessarily the coupon rate. So at the end of the day, could you see mean reversion and that reverse itself? Yeah, we've done a number of uh, back office analysis on you know, where the returns came from throughout the entirety of 2020. And most of it was uh, rates going down. Yeah. Thank you both for answering this week's question. If you have a question you'd like to submit, please email us at McCarthy at focusedwealthmgmt.com. Stay safe and we'll see you next week.